Hey, Dion. Hello. Oh, you sound you sound good. Do I? Mm. Wow. So, uh, so sorry. Uh, well, first of all, those listening at home, and I appreciate it. The gentle persons out there. Uh, it is Tuesday, and uh, it is not Monday. And uh, for the, I think it's the second of three weeks we're dropping on a Tuesday instead of a Monday. But uh, yeah, I've been, uh, poly- got a lot of got a lot of crap going on right now, and no, uh, stuff is free. Sorting it all out, right? Plus, it's free for this. Yeah. I mean, getting it for free. You're welcome. <laughs> this fine programming. Oh, geez. And, and and this morning I was a little busy. I apologize to you, Dion, for that. I was uh, not not to needlessly build on my persona, but I was actually busy removing uh, my doorbell outside my front door and uh, replacing it with a beware of dog sign. Oh um, yeah, because you got such a little savage living there at, at the house. Oh, uh, did you not know that Lewis? Well, snack tray. Sorry, didn't mean to dox my kid. Um, he's he's got a uh, he's got a dog of his own. No, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, oh boy, uh, we've got catching up to do. We've both been busy. No, he's he, for uh, it's not been that long. Uh, maybe about a year. Um, he's had a uh, German Shepherd, big oh, one. Okay, big one, and uh, he's full grown now. The dog, German Shepherd Frankie, right. and uh, just to cover my butt because he he does like to bark at uh, vagrants that pass by, you know, across the street from the park and all that. So I figured I'd tack up some beware of dog signs. Plus, it, it just it adds to an overall welcoming aura that I like to foster around my house. What's the dog's name? Frankie. His name is Frank. The dog's name's Frank. It's from an old uh, McCall song where he's going to pick up the, the pickup truck from the want ads. And there's like an elaborate amount of uh, direction, how to get to the house, which is in the middle of nowhere. You know, it's a country song. And one of the, one of the lines is uh, something, something about the dog. Dog's name is Frank. Hmm. And uh, so the dog's name's Frank. And okay. he is, he's a German shepherd and please, uh, listening out there, uh, don't buy the German shepherd hype. If, if you listen to the internet, they're in, incredibly intelligent, loyal, uh, obedient. And, uh, Frankie, I don't know how to say this, but he's, uh, delicately somewhat of a motherfucker. Um, he's, he's just willful and wayward this Frankie hmm. and he likes to take off and uh, he doesn't listen, but he, the, the kid in him get along so sweet. It's, it's so sweet to see it really is odd name for a German shepherd, you know, Frank. Well, I guess, I guess for, uh, well, too odd. No, it's, it's like an Americanized German sounding name. Yeah. Frank, you, you know, know, like Frank Furter. Right. Right. Which is funny because I have a weenie, a wiener dog. I have a weenie. I have a wiener dog, and uh, her name is Ruby. Right. right. I'm not sure where I was going with that, but yeah, I, I'm just doing some work around the around the property. You know, I, I, I'm I'm a city boy, so I have like a little bit of like uh, land now. You know, for the last I don't know, like ten years, 
And I'm, I, every once in a while, try to get accustomed to like taking care of it beyond just mowing it and like doing stuff with it. And like maybe like planting, we, I planted a little herb garden. Um, planting is good. It's good. I don't get it though. Honestly, for all the reasons everybody always cites, like, you know, I, I'll, I'll plant a bunch of tomatoes and I'll water them and I'll prune them and I'll take care of them and I'll foster them. And then at the end, I get like a dollar forty nine in tomatoes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why anybody plants tomatoes. It's it's just you're just setting yourself up for a fall. I mean, first of all, they attract the most bugs, I think, out of any fruit. Hmm. They're a fruit, right? They're not a vegetable. They're a fruit. I believe they are a fruit okay. because it, yeah. yeah, the the whole public school system years back a little bit ago, um, they passed off pizza as a fruit, I believe, but also yeah. a vegetable. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, they're a fruit. Seeds inside. That's a yeah. fruit. So the other thing is not only do they track attract all the insects, but they attract like you know, every animal that shouldn't be eating tomatoes because tomatoes are, are, are poisonous to a lot of animals, yet they attract. Q you know, Frankie. So you got, you Q Frankie. Yeah. I, have, you have, I had to put chicken wire up around my tomatoes. Yes. So, yes. And th- that's the that's the second part of it, right? You have to guard your tomatoes. You have to put your tomatoes in prison. <laughs> so the tomatoes are in prison. They're they're in this. They're they're behind this cage. It's usually like chicken wire, right? And right, exactly. Yeah, you, you do all this work, all this time. You know, you don't want to spray it down with what's what's that stuff? The Roundup, right? Because it gets in there, even though it has a half life and eventually goes away. Uh, um, yeah. It's not. Yeah, that's 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 debatable. That's what they tell you. But you know, you don't want to put chemicals. So you you go on, you go online, right? You want to read, okay, how do I keep these bugs off my tomatoes? Mm. And but you know, you want to do it naturally. Oh, well, you know, you take a you take ah. a half a cup of vinegar and you put it in some water and a little bit Ugh. of soap, you know, and and um dish detergent or, apparently does everything yeah. you ever need to do in a yeah. yard. And a Who drop of it. Right, a drop of lavender oil, and and boom, the bug. Well, the bugs never go. In fact, it's like it it it's it it, it must be uh, an attractant for them. Is that a word? An attractant? It's an not attractant. A uh, no, yeah, the opposite of. Re- I I know what you're saying. Isn't there another word for it yeah. though? Anyway, I, I I get the gist. It's a slippery slope, is what it is, and I'm fearful that it's going to end with me having a dollar forty eight in tomatoes and wearing yoga pants and a tie dye shirt. Y- well, you know? so here's the other thing, right? You do the whole thing. You you nurse these tomatoes from a little tiny plant in their prison like cage up. You get what it is it maybe 10 12 tomatoes at the most like on a like a, like a, like on a including yeah. like a bumper crop maybe and 15 and then you're bragging yeah you most know? of them most of them are like sickly they're squishy some are okay they're deformed but, i had like a yeah. whole bunch of tomatoes come in with like a butt crack down the side like a yeah. wide brown butt crack down the side of each one like, and then you look it. at it yeah you look at it and you're like oh did, did i get the chernobyl tomato uh pack yeah, uh, and, and seriously, I'm not eating this because if yeah. I have any question, if I want to eat it, I'm going to go down to Fred Meyer and right. again drop under a couple of bucks and get some really nice looking tomatoes. Yeah, their produce is good. I've been I've been shopping at Fred Meyer recently. So God, that's the problem. I had to move away from Winco. 
Right. And that's the problem that we've gotten into. That's that's the mentality, right? Because we go into these stores, we see these big, beautiful vine ripened tomatoes and they're perfect, right? And so mm. our expectations are for that genetically enhanced uh, super tomato that we see in the store to come off as of God our, intended. Yes. As God intended. Yes. To, to be the same, grow the same on our vines. And it's simply not true. And we look at, we look at those tomatoes that are on the vine at, at, at home and we're like, oh, something must be wrong with them. This one's deformed. Like you said, this one has like a butt crack. Right, this, right, one's, right. this one's really firm on one side and really squishy on the other. Right. It's, it's Why like, is it's, this one shaped like a lima bean? Yeah, it's I had like one I, of those too. Yeah. We grew Frankenstein tomatoes, and it's like, oh, I don't even know if these are edible. I don't even know if I can eat these. You know, even though that they came out of the ground, they came out organically. Uh, you did whatever it was to get them to the point it got maybe frosty a couple of weeks ago. You, you went out in the middle of the night and covered them with burlap sack. You nursed these tomatoes oh, into being, God. and then you look at them and you go, uh, yeah, I'm not going to eat those. Right, right. So you're sport growing. Yeah. You know, I mean, to to what to to give yourself some bullshit feeling of like, well, if the if the if the poop hits the fan, I could handle myself. Yeah, it, it's, it's you know, if, if the world... food distribution lines go down, no. I got this covered. No, it's I... first world problems right there. It's like I'm not going to eat these ugly, deformed tomatoes. I'm going to go to the store and get me a pretty round, perfect tomato. Right, right. And do you think those homegrown tomatoes are upset at the perfect round tomatoes for giving them like an incredibly false ideal? I don't, I don't think they know. I, th I think there, I, I think there would be the, uh, I don't know. What, what's another word for retard for a, a tomato that just didn't quite make it. I was going to say it, it'd be the reject. Retard. reject yeah. The reject. reject. It'd be the retard of the tomato world, but I don't think we can say retard anymore. I don't think so, but it's kind of cute to think of like a little lima bean, weirdly shaped tomato with a with a ugly brown butt crack going seam to seam, and and him wearing like or him. I shouldn't assume it's gender, but it um, wearing like a little helmet, like you know, like the special ed classes kids. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's kind of cute. If I drew, I would drew that, and that that actually I wouldn't mind that tattoo. I've been I've been thinking about a new tattoo, really? but. Yeah, yeah, it's been years. Me it's too. Years. Me too. I really need to finish up my half sleeves, and it's just a lot of fill in work, you know. Uh, but it, it it's like I stopped. I I used to go to this guy, um, and he's he's friggin' awesome. I love him, you know, for for like flash art, for like traditional oh. work. He's like he's like he's like the best, like you know? Sailor Jerry kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So killer killer i mean go there forever jared eisenberg down at aces tattoo you mentioned them and him yeah. before yeah yeah they're great so anyways long story short you know half the time i would go in there and have an appointment and he either he'd either a not be there or b call me in the 11th hour and say uh you know what um i can't do it today uh because i got something and so it's like a hundred percent of the time that i would make appointments or times to get in there he would cancel on me 50 percent of the time so I just it, it, it's, it got to be too, too, too arduous. It was an arduous task getting in there. And I don't want to go to anybody else, you know, because he like knows he's like barbers. Right. You go to a right, barber, right. you got to explain, well, you know, I like it this way. You know, you don't, start don't do from scratch. You have to yeah, start right. from the ground up. And who's yeah. got time for that? You're deep huh. into this already. Precisely. You know? Yeah. I, I don't have a guy. I never really had a guy. I had a tattoo gun 
and some friends when you know back when we all drank too much and little, um little basement tattooing yeah a little basement tattooing happening and um led to some interesting tattoo work because um the best artist in a bunch was an older gentleman who was pretty good with an airbrush so i figured hey if you're good with an airbrush you must be just a natural with a tattoo gun you know so let me ask you do you still have from those days do you still have some basement tattoos on your oh, body somewhere? Oh gosh, yeah, my left arm is covered with them. Oh, see, I thought those were intentional. I thought you were going for the lo-fi tattoo. No, <laughs> no, 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 no faux dive here, son. Oh, it's uh, th this is this is legitimate. How did I not get hepatitis? Yeah, see, that's the whole millennial thing, and even pre-millennial thing. Everybody wanted that lo-fi, big, fat, wide line, look like a third grader drew a tattoo on there. <laughs> And I think Instead, that started I with a, a, yeah. I had a guy. I guess yeah, right. I did have a guy. He had a distinct style, which you just mentioned. Yeah. So we would go back. I, I mean, I guess everybody looked, I guess the most visible guy back then was the whole, you know, Steve-O thing. Because he used to get awful tattoos like that, right? I, I loved his tattoos. Yeah, I they loved were great. His tattoos. Well, I don't know. There was one that I didn't like so much, but. Uh, uh, some anyways. regrettable stuff. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Um, I'm sure it was regrettable for him because he got it covered up immediately. But anyways. <laughs> um. Anyway. So, yeah, I, I think I'm done with the work outside. I, I also wanted to get work done outside before it got hot out. It's been like 90s to 100 for days now right. up here. And um, I think I'm good now for the oh. outdoorsy stuff. And and it, it's funny. And again, not to not to lend to my uh, my persona, you know, taking down the, the doorbell to put up a get the hell out of here sign, essentially. Um, but I, I just I, I I'm surrounded by neighbors and I've cultivated this uh, this uh, leave me alone. Or yeah. About yeah, this, me. Yeah, this get off my lawn. Right. Like, like maybe the polite nod if we both happen to be getting a mail at the same time, but really I can't stand my immediate neighbors. The and glare I, out of the side of your eyes as as they just, they walk out and you're you're outside uh, doing something, you just glare at them. Like, what are you doing outside? I'm outside. When I'm done outside, then you can come outside. Why are you in my outside? Right. Why am I seeing you? Right. Go away. You're messing up my outside. I'm outside. You're I mean, I'm only outside an hour a day, maybe. You have to be outside during that. There's 23 other hours. Go back inside. You're a horrible human being. You disgust me. You disgust me. But it, it takes some time, but I cultivated that. And um, I probably have a horrible reputation. Um, as a matter of fact, on the 4th of July, it seemed seemingly, I don't know, but it seemed like all the neighbors got together and really splurged this 4th of July. And um, it, it was a very concerted kind of thing. They all started and ended at the same time with like just big fireworks, like ridiculously big. It was like a hell of a show. Sounds but, like a very um, communal thing. I'm not yeah, except nobody approached communal. me. So what I got to do was I didn't have to take part in it. I just sat with snack tray at the end of the driveway watching all my surrounding neighbors light off like pro-grade uh, fireworks. Right. Because nobody, nobody came and talked to me. Which is, I mean, that was the biggest win that I've had in I don't know how long. The, the problem is in avoiding people while you're outside is not your immediate neighbors. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's just passerbys that kind of live in the area, but they're not next door to you. They're not two doors down. You don't know where they live. 
but they live somewhere in the area because you see them all the time walking past. You, you know, those people kind of yeah. like the little bit players in your neighborhood experience. Well, are, they, are they the chatty people that, that walk by? Hey, neighbor, how are you doing? Are you yes. new to this neighborhood? No, yes, I've been and, here for and, I've been here for 22 years. And, and honestly, if you see me sitting on my porch in my bathrobe, smoking a cigar and drinking my coffee, what makes you think that's an opportune time to I would wave probably, and say hi to me? You don't see either, me. No, Pretend I would you run, don't see me. I would run across the street to the park or I would abs- I would do a 180 and, and go back where I came from if I saw that scene. Because <laughs> you're a decent out, human yeah. being. I'm not going to bother that guy. No. Oh my God. I'm sorry. It's it's like what? It's like walking in on somebody when they don't lock the bathroom stall behind them. Oh shit. I'm sorry. It's very I, uncomfortable. I, I, no. It's an uncomfortable uh, situation. Oh. And 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 when you open up the door on that guy, do you stop and wave at him and say hi? No. You you divert your eyes, and you pick up your pace considerably. You might even break into a trot. But uh, there's a trick I've noticed. Like anytime I'm outside and I don't fool my immediate neighbors with this because I'm sure they've heard me speak English before. But uh, I I have uh, standing orders with Snack Tray that we only speak bad Spanish when we're outside. That way, any potential like two bit passerbys, you know, those outside of the neighbor neighbors, they don't think I none of them think I could speak English. I've been speaking well, Spanish in my front yard for years and uh, that's to facilitate them moving on along because they, what they're going to talk to them, they, they can't speak Spanish. Yeah. And, and all I did was at the beginning, I said, Hola a few times to them and they kind of, you know, something I, I remember not long ago, um, some lady was walking uh, her dog by and it was a German shepherd and Frankie was outside and Frankie again is a German shepherd. And she started saying, oh, my God, our German Shepherd's great. And I'd never seen this woman before in my life. It's like I was part of the German Shepherd Guild just Hmm. by having one. So so I looked at her kind of quizzically, and there was like a pause, and I said, uh, no hablo inglés. Well, so there's – okay, getting back to that. She never – sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say getting back to that, right? Okay, because people are kind of like – you know, animal people are like animal people. They they all have like this common thing, but then you get into these subgroups and subcategories. Oh, you're a Yorkie person or oh, you're a shepherd person or oh, you're a pug person. You know, they're they're very, very – I'm two people. I'm a dachshund person and a German shepherd person. right. And anyway, then, yeah. God forbid, you get somebody walking by. You're sitting in your robe. You got you got one of the dogs out there, and somebody walks by that you see. Oh my gosh, I I had I had German shepherds for years. Oh, what's his oh, name? And then God. boom, I grew I grew up with a German shepherd. Started. Now I know yeah. about your childhood. You had to right. tell me you grew up with a German shepherd. So it's like they got a foot in the oh. door, and now they're just breaking in, right? They don't. It's it's not even a battering mm. ram. It's just like no hablo. Oh, what's his name? No hablo inglés. Oh, I used to I used to raise German shepherds in a puppy mill. No I loved hablo them. They were my favorite. Inglés. Yeah. Works every time, unless the person is Spanish. I haven't run into that problem yet. I guess I could break out Yiddish. You know, right. we'll see. But very no, similar. It, it, it is. Similar. It, it's similar. There's car people like that too. Sobs, Subaru. So oh, Subarus out here in the Pacific Northwest. It's Subaru heaven. No, it's, and it's, it's slowly starting to be Subaru heaven here in Reno too. It's there, I, there's I, been like a, a small. I feel like that's because group. of here. 
I feel like that's because of transplants from here. It, it could be. It's, yeah, it could be. And and uh, I have a friend that drives around in a Subaru. And um, I can't really say what we call it because it's inflammatory and derogatory. But um, typically known for lesbian American car owners. But um, he... Uh, say no more? Hmm? But, say no uh, more? But he drives around town in this with such gall, you know, mm-hmm. to drive around town in that car and when he sees another subaru owner he gives them like with the hand on the wheel he puts up his two fingers like yeah. a cool guy like like a signal and then they do it back dion right right they do yeah. it back it's, it's like, like a, a subaru two-finger club oh fucking christ oh so i'll, t- I'll tell you who's like that too who the other group of uh drivers are too mini cooper people my wife drives a Mini Cooper. She's driven a Mini Cooper for years, and they're like, "Oh yes, it's our secret thing. It's only Minis do it." And they, you know, they, they say hello and they wave, and my like, I just I, I you know, mouth agape, just looking at her. I'm like, "Do you know that person?" Uh, I I kind of do. They're driving a Mini Cooper. It's yeah. almost as if we're friends. We just haven't met yet. We you know? have, yeah, we have that. We have that bond, that commonality, that that bond, uh, that mini bond. Oh, I see what you did there. That was good. Hey, hey, speaking of did, I, I got to did this. I haven't broke out the intro yet. Let's make this an official show 20 minutes in, shall we? Powered by Illusione Cigars, this is the unofficial and unauthorized Disillusione D program podcast. Thank you, gentlepersons, for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe to Capowitz Radio wherever you are listening. I am Kaplowitz Media. With me is my co-host, DeAngelito, owner of Illusione Cigars, deep in flavor, deep in your mind. Go deep at IllusioneCigars.com. So something else, Dion, I wanted to talk about. Yep. And I hit you up with it like a day or two ago. Subliminal messages. Right. Right. I didn't do any homework on it. So, you know, subliminal messaging, it's not as, I think, as sophisticated. Deep in flavor, deep in your mind. Correct. Correct. So. What? No, that that that's what it is. I mean, that's what Illusioni Cigars is. It's deep in flavor, deep in your mind. It goes oh, back into you your subconscious. That? That's weird. It, it goes way back. It's it's all the things that you don't think of in front of you. It's all the things that are going on in the back of your mind. It, it's a conversation someone is having with your subconsciousness. But anyways, you know, getting back into the day, I mean, that's how they sold a lot of things, right? I mean, that's how they sold laundry detergent. That's how they sold cigarettes. That's how they sold, you know, patriotism. Um, (laughs) The propaganda link. Yeah, Yeah. that's, that's how they sold communism. I mean, I'm telling you, it's, 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 it's a real, real great way to do it. And, and it used to be very, very sophisticated back in the day. And I think the height of that was between the, I'd say, like the late 30s, early 40s, all the way up to probably the mid to late 60s before the Vietnam War hit. It, hmm. was, it was miraculous the way that companies would sell things or the way that somebody would try and get across their message to you. Um, right. 
through either uh, the sentences they were talking about, you know, talking about certain things. I mean, you would hear something, but you you would hear something up front, but subconsciously you would be thinking of something different because of the <laughs> message it was actually uh, th- that they were actually trying to give you. You know, yeah. Well, and, and I grew up with it. A, yeah, yeah. So did I, I. I. They would substitute a word. Uh, maybe a word would be slightly off, just to you know trigger something a little bit to get you th- your mind going a different way. It was fascinating. Well, fascinating. The, I, I mean, I grew up with it. They, anybody who had a television back in growing up, back in the time when you grew up with the Transformers, yeah, renowned for sticking subliminal messages you should look into that if you don't know about it but renowned for sticking subliminal oh, yeah. messages oh, yeah. in, into that and it carries on into like the newer movies there's it, it, it's it's really kind of fascinating yeah and uh, it, it how effective do you think it is ultimately though I think it's extreme. I think it's it. extremely in- effective you know because we're all susceptible to that cultish that that um, get in line sheepish mentality where we want to be in on the thing. We want to be participants. We want to be like everybody else. Um, we want what that person has. And ultimately, if you can form a message within whatever it is that you're trying to sell or do or see or believe, um, people are very susceptible to that, to, to get in line, to be compliant uh, mm. because it's comfortable. Right. P- other, oh, when, yeah. when, when other people start making decisions for you and you don't have to make decisions for yourself, it's comfortable because now it's the, the whole thing of making your own decision smacks of effort. Right. It's like, OK, honey, you're hungry. Um, we're not cooking. Where do you want to go eat? I don't know. You know, so it's this back and forth thing. Yeah. You want to you want to be you know, you want to be on that path that everybody else is. You want somebody else to make, ultimately make that decision for you. Right. That's right. A lot of people, a lot of people, people, a lot of of people like that structure. A lot of, a lot of people like getting into that routine where it's like life, life is hard when you have to consider everything yourself and come to a decision. Right. I mean, it's it's time consuming. It's difficult. You you, it, there, you you find out things about yourself that you need to address. Yeah, you know, it's much easier to fit into a box. Well, it's like you can't have the neighbor come by and say, "Hey, Charlie, let's go down to the bar and get a cold one." Oh, no, no, you know, I got a, I got this other thing I got to do. It's three thirty. I got, I have to uh, mop the dishes or clean the floors or mop the the ceiling. You know, right, it's like you, right, right. somebody else has already told you to do that, or you have to do it. Um, or your wife is inside. She's saying, "Okay, it's three thirty time. You got to mop. You got to mop the dishes. You got to <laughs> mop Char- the dishes." And this Charlie is always getting me in trouble because right, right in front of my significant other, he's Instead telling me to like, come out and have fun. And right. what am I going to do? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I, of course routine. I'm going to go with him, but then I got to come home to hell. You know, you can't you can't get out of that because once it's been set, once somebody else has set it for you, made that decision for you at that time. Now you have the excuse. Ah, you know, I really can't do that. Instead of breaking routine, breaking free from that tomato cage. So so are you saying subliminal messages or what? They're they're kind of like they, they give you they seed in your subconsciousness these tomato cages? Oh yeah. 
Yeah, every, we're all in a tomato cage. We're all a tomato in a cage. And we're ugly tomatoes. Yeah. Predominantly. But we look at IG, we look at all the other social medias, and we see how beautiful those other tomatoes out there. And those tomatoes are at the store. We don't want the ugly tomato, right? We want the beautiful tomato. So what's that done to us? That has ultimately influenced us to go do something that we normally probably shouldn't or wouldn't do because again, or wouldn't it's even first think of do, or wouldn't even think of doing. Right, right. It's a tomato. You eat it. You put it in a sauce. You know, you make it a sauce. You make it a sauce. The sauce. Did, did did you get that video I sent yeah. you? That guy. I've seen that. I've seen that guy before. I saw him make. Uh, I saw him make a lasagna. Before. Oh, the guy, yeah. The guy's great. The guy is fantastic. He, he, he and he uses. He he looks like a pro. The, the way he oh. moves around the kitchen and the little things he says, I'm sure I he has like a culinary background. Right, call what he has in the back of kitchen. It's sort of like Sanford and Son meets Old World. Because, you know, I tell you, I it's guarantee. It's awesome. It's awesome. Like way, cinder blocks. Yeah. And- <laughs> that's the way my, I, I tell you right now, that's the way my grandfather lived in Italy. And that's the way he lived here. Same way. That's awesome. Made things outside, you know, with his hands, you know, crunching things up. I mean, my 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 grandfather had an olive garden, right? He had he had olive trees and he used to make olives, and they used to be open in the garage next to the engine blocks, and you know the 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 the, the, the teak oil rags and stuff, and they'd be in there. And every once in a while, you know, every few days, he'd walk out, you know, he'd he'd plunge his hand into this five gallon home bucket of olives that have been. Um, marinating after he checked his oil yep he'd 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 take he'd pop one in his mouth and he'd eat it no expression at all and he'd just keep walking so i'd go over there i'd do the same thing you know i'd, I'd go in there and it was the most bitter horrible thing that you've ever eaten in your life and i just oh my god is you know but he'd have no expression on his face what that told him was it's not ready yet it's not done so he just keep walking so but but this is how when i saw this guy immediately started having anxiety because this is how my my grandfather grandpa mario Uh, was in the back he would make everything mario for real mario 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 giolito yeah yeah so anyways um that's yeah he's a good uh, I, I mean, nobody knows out there who we're talking about. It's this. Uh, it's on you, YouTube. Yeah, it's YouTube it, yeah. sensation Italian um, cooking genius. Yeah, old old Italian guy cooks Italian food. I guess would come up with a YouTube hit on him, but it's a hit on him. That's probably something that would make him nervous from his background. It would result in some searches. Uh, it would search. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to yeah. threaten a guy, but it, no, he, he's. So, so this is why I'm woefully inadequate with my uh, researching for subliminal messages because I must have watched about eight of his videos last night. And uh, when he does move inside, it's a quite oh, yeah. nice kitchen. Yeah, yeah. But it's very homey. It's very nice. It's very clean. It's like it's like a home. It's like a semi-professional kitchen. You know, like a like a professional grade home kitchen. And um, he's still cranking out the videos. So his yeah. name is uh, Pasquale Schirappa. I'm glad you handled that. Pasquale Schirappa. Schirappa. And he makes Schirappa. the Sauce. Schirappa. Sauce. 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 Not, I, I, almost, I almost expected him to call it gravy. 
I, I grew up in little, I grew up in kind of like a little Italy, little Italian neighborhood in Brooklyn. And well, the, I guess really it's gravy. a Sicilian thing. No, well, they, they, what, they call it gravy. And I don't know well, if it's a Sicilian thing, no, like I said, or thing. that's a different thing. The sauce, what he made is just a tomato, basic tomato sauce that you can actually very basic make. salt, salt and basil. Yes. But that's what you can't, that's, that's the building blocks for your gravy. Right, because mm. now you can you can take that sauce and build it into a gravy. You can put your meat oh, in there. You know, oh, okay. That is just your bit. You can use that for. I mean, you know, he even says you don't want to add oregano, right? Because now it's a uh, pizzaioli sauce. Right. So you know, it's, <laughs> and, and so he doesn't want to put the oregano in there because it's just a basic sauce. Now, this is like the mother sauce for all, mm. you know, Italian sauces. You know, you can make gotcha. whatever you want. You yeah. Exactly. It's it's like you add your meat, you add your exactly. whatever, or you gotcha. can eat it just like that. Just the tomatoes with a little bit of fresh pasta. Now, now, now little I was a in. bit concerned in that one video, the first one that caught my attention of his. I don't know why YouTube thought I needed to see it, but you know, thanks YouTube. You know me better than me sometimes. But um, little concern that I had was I don't know anything about canning, so take take that as the context. But at the end, he just tightens the mason jar and he puts it away. Well, I don't think he put it and, away yet. I think what he did was he let it rest there. Right, for right. A he bit. was letting it rest for a day or two or whatever. But, uh, but I think he'll I think eventually he, boil it. I think he should have said something about that. Well, that's a different show. That's about canning, right? Right, but I just I think like uh, my my fear is somewhere out there so, some some you know housewife is poisoning her family because she didn't know that you have to actually finish whatever the heck the canning process is, yeah. and her family is just slowly being poisoned to death by her. Well, it's, no, it's it's not slowly. I mean, because it's going to be botulism, and they will die a quick, horrible, and painful death. From I the stand botulism. corrected. I stand correct. It's just it, it seemed like he should have said something about like you know like late, later I uh, I boil. Well, it, I you know I think he should uh, reach out to YouTube and uh, flag that video. <laughs> I think I think you should be that person. You mean I can be a hero too, Dion? You, yeah, you could reach out and save a whole bunch of lives. You can be a do-gooder and let oh. everybody know that those. Those uh, canning vessels, they have to be sanitized. And then when the it's, lid is I on do the, it, it, I do it boils. for the children. Right. I do it for the children. And, yes, because uh, children normally watch 70-year-old men making, making, <laughs> making the sauce. The well, sauce. The sauce. The, I, I, I'm, I, I haven't had the opportunity to say sauce yet. In, in, you know, general speaking, you know, amongst friends, but I'm never going to say sauce again. It's sauce. Mm -hmm. it, that's what it is. It, it, it was it, that it, my takeaway from watching eight, maybe nine videos of his is I'm forever now going to say sauce. Because it well, makes it's neat, sense. Yeah. It's a neat thing to watch. I mean, he does it real old school, rustic style. That's, yeah. that's, that's how he did it. And that's how he's Legit. always going to do it. Yeah. Legit. And now he does have, but you know, watching he, watching the video, he does have very, very nice um, pots and pans. Yes, he's you know? he was a pro. 
he was a pro and uh, you know yeah when when he when he juiced when he squeezed the water out of the mm-hmm. tomatoes i was half asleep when i was watching this but um i mean he had some not cheap very professional grade strangely new looking though stuff well you know not you could go down to restaurants su- yeah you can go down to restaurant supply like resco those pots they're not like overly expensive i mean like those big uh sauce pots yeah, like a cauldrons. crab pot or a call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not overly expensive. Um, you just got to watch it because some some of those, and, and he alluded to it too. He's like, you got to keep stirring it because, you know, it'll burn. It'll stick to the bottom of the pan, you know, because there's not good heat dispersion on the right. bottom of those things. Um, but, you know, they're made for institutional use, right? So people are always stirring and pouring in and taking out. So There's somebody there. Yeah, there's always, yeah, it's uh, on the back of the oven, it's staying warm. So, I mean, yeah, there's somebody always tending to it. I mean, if you take that pot into a normal house and you, you put it, you put it on the flame and you walk away from it, your whole house is going to be filled with smoke. (laughs) And And you might as well throw the pot out. Yeah. You're not scraping that. Yeah. 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 There's going to be an inch of burned, whatever it is on the bottom of that pot. You will not get it off. It will be there forever throw it away that's why those pots cost 25 30 bucks right right i think out here it's the grab and go and I, i've been there every time i need 50 pounds of rice or a 80 gallon pot I, I head on down to the grab and go and and it's funny because it's a people don't realize maybe that institutional cooking is a different thing entirely than home cook than home cooking so i'm forever pet peeved by by people calling themselves home chefs. So You're not a home chef. I noticed a chef, something. A was... chef is a job title. Well, You're not is, a home chef. But, but dig this. Did did you notice something? I, I noticed something. Because okay. he had a, a massive amount of tomatoes, right? And then he rendered them down. He cooked them down. My, my friend he... pointed that out to me. And, he, and then they went into she, like she six bottles. He knew where to get bottles. cases, you know? Yeah, but but still, okay. So there was a lot more sauce there than just for those six or eight. Uh, mason jars a lot more you know so i was looking at that and it was it it, kind of confused me now maybe he's just doing it for production sake you know so he he's not showing people uh that he's filling 50 or 60 mason jars but by the same token with the amount of sauce that was in the bottom of that uh, of that uh uh, you know that 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 pot Mm. did you see the amount of salt that that guy put in there I noticed that it was a it was a massive amount it of salt. It was a devastating amount of salt. Oh. Yet in another video, when he boils spaghetti, he didn't salt oil. He didn't put salt and or nor oil in it. Well, putting putting oil in 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 a rolling pot of water for pasta is is a sin. You don't do that. Oh well, it, you're not supposed um, to do that. You're not I supposed mean, to traditionally I know what it does, American it breaks... style, but right, it, but, it... but you're you're definitely supposed to salt. Salt it, yeah. You're supposed he to didn't. salt it. My, my spaghetti water is like a brine when yeah. I make spaghetti. I put a lot of salt in. That's how it should be for the most part. I mean, that's if you talk to you know a lot of Italians, it should be that way. Um, but the the amount of salt that he put in those tomatoes, I just oh my. God, you know, I, I mean, it was like hand. It was like two huge handfuls. No, literal handfuls. And and maybe that's why. Maybe he does. Maybe there's so much salt in there and between the tomato acidity and the salt. He doesn't need to boil them after. Yeah. You think? I maybe I, can't I, I don't know. I don't know. 
but he, you know, it wasn't a, I mean, he wasn't really like talking about a recipe, you know, he's like, okay, now you're going to put in this many tomatoes and you're going to put in, you know, this much salt, you know, right, again, right. with my, with my grandmother and grandfather, it was all about feel. It was all about knowing how to do it years over years. Of course, nobody's measuring. So of stuff, you could you not know. ever get, you could not ever get a recipe from them. Right. You, you, in order to get the recipe, you just had to watch how they do it. Right. Right. And, and, and I love that. And I think we've spoke about that before. I can't stand recipes where they tell you to add a quarter of a teaspoon of something, unless yeah. we're talking baking. Just like, just like, tell me what you're doing. Let me watch. You know, well, like actually, actually, tell me a story that's completely unrelated to what you're doing. I'll listen to the story. I'll watch what you're doing. Nah, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know. I'd like to see that. I'd like so, to see that. Look, first time, if I make something for like first time ever, if I don't, if I've never made it before, I have to have a recipe, right? Because you have to have the basis for how to make that thing. Then when you make that thing, you can go, okay, well, I liked it, but there was too much. I, I, I didn't like the rosemary, the, the rosemary, so I'm going to omit the rosemary or add half. Well, then you could tweak it to make your own. But if I say, okay, I'm going to make, um, if I'm... If I'm going to make a dish that I've never made before, I just don't jump in. Okay, like if I'm going to make what's that one pot of few, or if I'm going to make um, what's that that chicken and lima bean, that French thing with a little bit of sausage in there, and it's kind of like slow cooked in a crock. I, I don't know. Right. Okay. So if I'm going to make anyway. that, okay, if I'm going to make that, which I kind of have an idea of how it goes, but if I did that myself outside of a recipe, it would be disastrous. Right. <laughs> it would be a disaster. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I mean, I, I, I can't remember the last time outside of, again, baking that I followed a recipe. Well, it's because you were in the business for years, right? You were in the industry for years. So you have a, a good natural um, understanding. You can wrap but, your but, head around. But none how to of do that things. translates. And that's something I wanted to get at before. No industrial cooking experience in my life has translated to cooking at home. I can't cook at home. I can't cook on this tiny electric range that I have. I need like a big freaking flame. I don't know what I'm doing on it. I still haven't adjusted. Everything is dinky. Like I, I just, maybe I'm overly rigid, but I think at, so. at, at home, I just like, I assemble stuff. Right. Well, you don't have stations at home and restaurants and kitchens. You have stations. Yeah. I'm like some lame short order cook. Right. You know, I'm like slinging hash in my kitchen, which is fun. It's fine. So get outside of your comfort zone and do like what Pasquale does. Go in the back, put some, put some cinder block blocks together, make a U-shaped cinder block thing, throw a whole <coughs> bunch of wood in there. Was that like 15, 15 bucks out the door, right? Yeah, like start a, cooking out. Or no, no, just go knock some cinder blocks off your neighbor's wall. They ain't going to notice. Just take the top line off. Nobody measures their and, wall. Nobody measures exactly. their wall every day. No. All you need is like about three, six, you know, maybe a dozen cinder blocks at the very most. Now you can cook all your stuff outside and you don't have to have, you don't have the cleanup. You could just hose it out. You know, there is an allure. There is an allure. You need, you need like a grill that you could get off of somebody's like bar out of somebody's uh, Weber. Shopping cart. Shopping cart. Oh, you know, I have a shopping cart. So some of the work I've been doing outside was I did a dump run and I don't know how I came to own a shopping cart. But well, it somebody must probably have been years ago. No, somebody probably dropped it off. And, and I just like were going home. And I just like snatched it before like it wound up. Uh, you know what? Maybe I, I could see myself just snatching it before it wound up like embedded yeah. in the side of my car parked in a driveway. Right. And just tucking it in my shed outside in the backpack. 
I, 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 I don't know, but I have, I have a shopping cart is what I'm saying. So you're telling me I have a grill. I'm, ha- I'm halfway to a grill. I just need to get some cinder blocks. Yeah. That's and it. I have flagstones. That's something else I'm doing. I'm moving mm-hmm. some flagstones along, uh, making a path with flagstones. Now you can make a pizza oven. I, I had no idea. You can make I a bread no oven, idea. an outdoor bread oven. That would be great, Dion. That would really be great. I'm still doing my daily bread. Still. That was doing so my COVID. Weeks. Bread was so two weeks ago. I like it. I was bread before, not to this extent. I think, and I'm, I think, I'm, I think I'm going to be bread after. I can't right. get the bread I want at a store. No, I can't. can't. I can't. I went to Fred Meyer and... I, I I didn't realize how much of a sourdough snob I am. I looked at what they called sourdough, and I I think I literally turned my nose up, Dion. Like literally, tucked my chin up in the air, and this is nothing. It's not cooked enough. It's flat. Why is it, why is it flat? We're and pretty you, yeah. We're pretty fortunate here. We have uh, Truckee Sourdough Company here, and they make outstanding sour. They make all outstanding breads here. Um, hmm. any bread ciabatta you know baguette french sourdough uh killer killer bread so we're very fortunate in that regard because they distribute to all the stores here oh, you see we, we we don't have that going on necessarily unless there's a bunch of bakeries but they're they're so uh they're so hippie bent Mm-hmm. That it's like, uh, like I, I don't want your ancient grains. I oh don't no, we want have those hemp, too. I don't want hemp seeds. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, we have those too. But for like a larger scale, now by no means are these guys like, you know, conglomerate bread company. They're very small. They're very regional. That sounds um, lovely, but, though. But they supply. You know, they they get their product out to the stores. You know, so you can go to Albertsons. You can go to whatever wow. store in town, and they pretty much have the trucky. Uh, the the trucky sourdough company bread there um and now if you want something that and it look it is very artisanal but if you want something even like level above artisanal then you go to the other places like butter and salty you go to this place over here rounds um hmm. bakery and then you get like the, the, the whatever it is that they think is better than the other guys so it, it's all relative <laughs> i mean it's just bread right it's bread you can even go to whole foods i mean if that's if the I thing need... it's just bread it's it, it, it triggers the same let's talk about another pet peeve it triggers the same pet peeve i have about designer jeans a pair of jeans are not supposed to be 300 400 they're yeah. not they're not inherently meant to be expensive they're meant well, to be durable and cheap that's blue jeans. It's all relative to what, you know, how much you have in your pocket, too. I mean, there are a lot of dishes out there. So, like lobster. I mean, lobster was a, uh, a, a, a garbage, uh, you know, a garbage station. Nobody, garbage nobody would eat lo- lobster, right? Mm. It was, it was a, a junk crustacean. It feeds on the bottom. Yeah. Nobody want now <clears throat> it's it's like an expensive thing. It's the most expensive thing on, on the menu, right? So, there's a lot of things like that in life. Yeah, and 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 every single one of them, I can't stand it. I can't pizza. Make 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 me a, make me a pizza, like a good pizza, good ingredients, very simple. Just a good cheese pizza. That's a all I want. Good cheese pizza. There's two acceptable toppings. Right. Only two. There's pepperoni and there's anchovy, Ugh. and you don't mix them. Those are the only two acceptable toppings for a pizza, and uh, I prefer no topping. 
Yeah. I've, I've gotten away from all the toppings. I, I, I slowly went for, you know, like you want as much on it as possible when you're young, but you know, go up and then I want two, two things on top, you know, because it's, it's lighter. It doesn't like fall in your lap when you pick it up. (laughs) You don't need to eat it with a fork. Yeah. It doesn't slide off pizza with a fork. Yeah. Right. So I'm just about the cheese pizza, you know, three simple ingredients. You got your dough, you got your, uh, you got your good sauce. And Sauce. you have Sauce and you have your your fresh grated mozzarella. That's pretty right. much it. That's all you need. Maybe a little basil, but that's it. That is it, man. What yeah, I mean, for like a margarita pizza, yeah. mar- margarita, you know, whatever. Margarita. You, margarita, you put that's you put it. you put you put it a basil on. That's all you need. That's yeah. all you need. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, you know it, but but people make it fancy, and I've went down that slope myself too. Like I. I, and you hit rock bottom with like you, you're looking at this pizza that that doesn't even have any sauce on it. It it has refried beans spread around it with taco crumbs, uh, taco and, shell crumbs on it, and and lettuce. Yeah, and Jolly Ranchers, and Jolly Ranchers, and jelly beans, and you're like, oh my god, you know, you have this out of body experience, and you're horrified by who you've become. Yeah. While you're looking at this pizza with a fucking licorice stick on it, you oh, know ridiculous. we've all been there. Ridiculous. But you but you reel it in and you go back to the basics and you realize that they are the basics for a reason. The basics are the best. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. The way the way it was invented, like fish and chips, right? Classic fish and chips. You go to the chippy. You mm. get your you get your <laughs> chips. You get your. You know, your one plank, if you're if you're not so hungry, your two planks uh, of your white fish, you know, your mm-hmm. cod, that's it. You know, maybe a little malt vinegar. But when you go to these places, oh, well, you know, we have two types of fish and chips and we oh, it, it comes from the same thing. We have we have a we have a tilapia and we have a king salmon with right. a spicy remoulade What's I'm like it? that's not fish and chips do not call that right. fish and chips I I know I I I, had, I actually uh, this past weekend I went and got fish and chips from a fish market restaurant kind of thing mm-hmm. downtown here and they asked me what type of coleslaw I wanted with it out of I think they had five or six different types of coleslaw First of all, it's nice coleslaw. It's not part of the fish and chip experience, but it's, an you know, it's a it's nice an side. It's an add-on. But yeah. give me fucking coleslaw. Yeah. I don't need five options of coleslaw. Yeah, just give me the one coleslaw. Give me the coleslaw. I said coleslaw. Right. Give me the I'd... one most like coleslaw. Yeah, the one, the one, the one most like Colonel Sanders would make. Make me that one, and I'll eat that one. I don't want the Thai chili peanut slaw. I. Yeah. Just exactly. Make me, make me the Colonel Sanders slaw. Exactly. Coleslaw, blue jeans, mm-hmm. pizza. Just give me them and right. go Speaking away. Of which don't put blue cheese in my coleslaw. Somebody tried to do that to me once, and I almost uh, threw it across the restaurant. I'm like, one of the that? one of the options was a peanut butter coleslaw, where they add peanut butter oil into it and crumbled up bits of pizza of uh, peanuts. Yeah, no, that's the Thai slaw. They called it peanut butter. I guess we're not evolved enough out here yet to understand that. It's well, they don't thai. want to call it what it really is. It's a Thai and slaw. I, 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 I don't they're, they're want that. I don't, I don't want that with my fish and chips. How does that ever go with fish and chips? In it what universe? Doesn't it? Doesn't 
in what universe? None. None I want to be in. Give me the uh, fish. Uh, Give me the chips. I don't want the tilapia. I don't want the king salmon that you guys couldn't sell for the past three days, deep fried. Right, right, right. I, I don't, don't, want, don't rec- I, I don't yeah. want whatever fish you're recommending. Right. Because I, don't want I know the, the meeting that happened yeah. before when the owner is telling you to push that. Yeah, because I don't it's want going the, bad. Yeah, I don't want the habanero, achote, uh, 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 spicy remoulade. That does not go on my fish and chips. It's either tartar sauce or vinegar sauce, and that's it. Yeah. It, you know? it, life doesn't have to be so complicated. Right. And it's ultimately more enjoyable when you stick to the goddamn basics. You know, coffee. Coffee got off on a tangent. Like, yeah. it, yeah, like, we talk about that all the time. Yeah. We talked about it all the time, but Dion, I got to tell you, I had I had a pretty bad experience this morning before I went outside to 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 you know put up the beware of dog sign where the where the doorbell was. Um, I happened upon a couple of cans of uh, nitro coffee. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you tried this? The canned nitro stuff. Yeah, I've had it. I mean, in a pinch. Horrible. Yeah, it's it's bitter. It's it's fizzy, bitter liquid. Oh, I wouldn't. I don't know if I would have guessed coffee if handed that blindfolded. I don't know if uh, coffee might have been in my top five of guesses. So there's a lot of places. Yeah, there's a lot of places that actually pull nitro coffee. um, Yeah, it's on tap. Houses. Yeah, never had it. Never no, had I, it actually. I, 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 I don't go to those places. No. I've had the can, you know, like I've had. The, yeah, that's the, what I had. The, the can, it's, it's horrible. It, it's it, it's it's. I gotta uh, go try. I got maybe I gotta go try it to see if there is a noticeable difference. I doubt it, but everything know. in a can is the rage now. Yeah, to to the point of can shortage, and and the only thing I'm excited about is the return of basically coke black are you familiar with coke black yeah i remember that wasn't that like extra caffeine wasn't it like a real zippy coca-cola no 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 it was coke and coffee oh that's right that's right well it is okay so it was zippier i mean it had it was uh, well it has more exactly yeah exactly i remember it i remember it it's back they're not calling it coke black and this is not breaking news it's been back for a while it's making rounds it's it's kind of like dion it's kind of like my mcrib yeah, and I was and I went looking for it, couldn't find it. Got in my brain. Now I need something in a can. Not a huge soda person necessarily, so I got the coffee, and that's how I wound up with this rise nitro brewed can of stuff that is immensely so caffeinated. So caffeinated. I'm I'm finally now coming down off of like a high where I was like feeling noises and yeah. jittery. Like, like I felt autistic for a little bit while I was working outside. Yeah, like the sun was correct. making me cringe. Yeah. You, you know, is 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 that really that loud when my yeah, nigga walks by in his windbreaker suit? Is it, like that's incredibly loud. That's feeling. Hurting. The vibration of the universe, and you can't get rid of it. it. Because it's in me, because the universe is in me. Dion, I am my own universe, is what I came to understand while I was I think, high on caffeine. And uh, I, you know what? I, I think that's a wrap. Okay, we'll talk How next week. All right. Amazing. I, I didn't like that one. I didn't like that one.